0: This is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. This is episode 154. Marie and I are doing Spanish wines and we're doing it remotely so I can I can see her on my computer, but you people can't see her. Well, you never see her, right? <laughs> we, we never show All about a video. The voice, anyway. Yeah. So Tell them about your wine and then I'll talk about mine just quickly and we'll talk about the food we're doing. This time because we're doing remote. We're kind of doing the same food, but you know, I cook different than she does. But you'll see you'll see pictures later when we yep. when we post it all. Right? Okay. Yep. So Marie, what wine do you have?
1: So I have the Osto Blanco 2022. And it is one of the wineries I got to go to in Spain. Oh, okay. You've that. been to Spain? What? Ah. Oh,
0: why? Okay. So that was uh, which winery you said?
1: It's called Osteo. O-S-T-A-T-U. Okay. Um, they are distributed in the U.S. I know you couldn't find it in Arkansas, but I was able to find it at one of my little boutique wine shops
0: okay well there's a lot of stuff we can't find in arkansas so because (laughs) because i couldn't find that one i have the campo vojo i guess that's how you pronounce it and it's the the vibrant blend and it's a beautiful like almost golden yellow a little light yellow and uh but actually, for the wine that I brought, I, it's a Tempranillo, and it's the Marquise How do you pronounce it, Marie? Marquise, de,
1: de Cucars. C- Cucars, something like that.
0: Yeah, and it's the Cercan, the and I'll tell an interesting story about it. And as far as food, we and both have-
1: Daddy, you have the Reserva from there, right? And what year did you
0: get? No, I'm going to tell you a story what happened. I don't have the Reserva. I sent you a picture of the Reserva. Did. And um, something, okay, it got drunk. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And so I went back to the liquor store yesterday, and I knew exactly where it was, and I walked in there. I went to the Spanish ones. I looked up where it was supposed to be, and nope, nope. Uh-uh. Got
1: the Creonza instead. We'll so, shoot.
0: <laughs> so, well, uh, they're very, very similar. The difference, uh, I guess we're jumping in this already. The difference was, well, you got it. Did you get it, the Reserva? Well,
1: so I got I got a Reserva. Um, well, that
0: looks, that looks exactly like what I had.
1: Except I think you had a different year. Mine's a 2017.
0: Oh, yeah. Mine was um, 2018.
1: Yeah. I think so. You know, I think we could we should definitely talk about the different levels of La Rioja Spanish wines. Uh-huh. Corianza just means it was required to be in barrels a little less than. Yeah, the, well,
0: this the, is or the
1: Yeah,
0: I, I ended up having a kid of Carranza, and if I'd bought it the same day I bought the Reserva, I would have saved a lot of money because it was on sale. It wasn't Wine Wednesday either time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what you paid. The price point that I paid for the reserva was about thirty dollars. And when I got the Corenza, it had gone from twenty something to thirty
1: thirty. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah.
0: They snuck it up for on me. Piantra? Well is it? Yeah and when you go online and you look up Crowley it shows up about 15.
1: Yeah, that's really <laughs> But see, we're talking we're
0: we're talking about Arkansas, okay? <laughs> that's
1: that's what you should be paying for a reserve. I mean, my reserva was only I think it was under 20. I think it was like 18. I'd have to go back and double check. But... I'd
0: say that's about what it should be and yeah. it's just that Arkansas has such tax. Now, food-wise? Yep. We have red rice, and it was just, you know, I just bought this frozen from uh, Trader Joe's. Yep. Uh, you put it in the microwave, you cook it about four and a half minutes, it puffs up in the little baggie, and you scoop it out. Now, what I did was I sauteed some mushrooms, and I think maybe you did the same thing. Is that right?
1: I roasted my mushrooms, but yeah, I added
0: some mushrooms. and some Okay. Onion. So I sauteed and they're like an olive oil, a lot of garlic, a little sherry, oh. and a little lemon juice. Nice. And then there's a little sprinkle of parsley on top. Mm-hmm. So I have that as an aside to the red rice. Oh, nice.
1: Okay. And
0: then we both have the same cheeses. You want to talk yeah. about what cheeses we have?
1: We got the Spanish cheese tapa selection from Trader Joe's. It came with an abirico, a cabra, and a manchego um, cheese from Spain.
0: Yeah, and they're, you know, they're all white looking cheeses. They're just, you know, different rind and...
1: different regions, if I di- recall. I think that.
0: that's right. Yeah, different regions.
1: Well, it's... And- there the- Cabra is goat's milk, Manchego is sheep, and the Iberico is a combination of sheep, goat, and cow
0: cheese. oh okay, I Just didn't that I, I the didn't back get back into all entry. that, <laughs> yeah, and then uh we both have the uh how you said the con tomato
1: pan con tomato,
0: yeah, and uh mine calls for rubbing the the good bread with garlic yep. And I'm a garlic guy, so I rubbed it real good, and then I cut cut that up and put it. Go ahead and put it on the bread. Oh, nice! And then use some good olive oil, and then toasted it. And my recipe called for pulling out your old box grater and grate, yeah, and grating that tomato up. So it's just yeah, it's just beautiful.
1: That sounds really pretty. Mine's a little, little different.
0: Well, mine might end up being soggy.
1: <laughs> well, I think mine is too, because you rubbed the t- the way I did it is very similar. Rubbed garlic, olive oil, and then I rubbed the tomato on it, and then I sliced up the tomato, so I have a slice of
0: tomato. Right, right. Okay. Well, why don't we get into your wine? All righty. And cheers. cheers. Clink. clink. clink yeah.
1: It's really good. This is very light, refreshing. Mine's much more of a pale, pale straw yellow. Yours looks a little brighter a, yellow to me.
0: Yeah. But, but, you know, sometimes it has to do with the lighting. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, I, I think... My
1: window's open, yeah.
0: Okay, but does mine does look a little more yellow.
1: A little deeper, saturated color. This is the 2022 version, so young white's and it has the Beruja, Vir- maybe, and Malveza grapes. Um, so fun fact about La Rioja, they have only recently started certifying white wines from La Rioja. And you will see on Spanish wines, I'm going to just for visual sake, yeah. There's little stamps on the back of any wines from La Rioja, and they have different color okay. seals of approval for okay. the different levels.
0: So, I don't so, have that stamp.
1: That's okay. Dude,
0: I just have, you know, yeah. the barcode.
1: Yep. So, that just means it's, it may be made in La, La Rioja, but they aren't meeting these certain very picky standards that La Rioja right. defines based on they may be using a grape that's out of sorts or uh, they or, or they just don't do the process to get the stamps because the stamps are kind of- Oh yeah, up.
0: yeah, yeah. Do you know what the process is?
1: Yeah, so uh, one of the wineries we went to explained it to us and and part of it is they have to weigh in all of their grapes. They have to measure all of their outputs and they have to certify the barrels throughout the process. And then they can, if you go to the osteo website, you'll see, you know, there's a very specific production number that they were allowed, and that's the as much as they're allowed to make. So sometimes they may may not get a stamp because they went over their allotage, and they, you know, can't stamp some of them for whatever reason. Um, well, then
0: then drink it.
1: I know. That's <laughs> yeah. what they, or they sell the grapes to, you know, makers outside or whatever. Mine is very crisp, kind of citrusy, mm-hmm. maybe a little green apple. Really delightful. I like it. You've been eating a little bit. What have you been tasting over there?
0: Oh, do you hear me smacking?
1: No, I just saw you. Oh, you heard me snacking. I, well, and I can see your <laughs> face snacking.
0: Oh, okay. So I tried the uh, the red rice, the Spanish rice, and it's real light. It's you know I like I like more spice in my Spanish rice, but this lightness goes very well with this white wine. I it, I guess we classify it white, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the back of this bottle, the Campo Viejo, it's it's got three three little markings, intense, and these are little dot five dots, and it says mm-hmm. intense, and it's got four of them in. And then it says complex and it's only got three. So it's not very complex, but as far as three, I'd say it's more like a two. That's my thought. And then fruity, it is quite fruity. They don't go all the way up to the five, but they go up to three, But, but it, it goes really well with the, the rice.
1: No, and I saw
0: you going with some cheese. Now, dumb. which one did you grab?
1: I I, I may have tried all three um, uh, already. Well, just little nibbles. Little we're little
0: only twelve. Nibbles. We're only twelve minutes in. I like cheese. <laughs> so, you said the which one? The, the, uh the embargo. Is it the goat one?
1: Embargo is the one that's Emberico? in it.
0: That okay. keeps
1: goat. And cow's milk, so that's from the. If you opened it the way the package went, that's right. the left one. The one in right. the middle is goat's milk, and then the one on the right, the Manchego, is sheep's milk.
0: And so far, which one do you think goes best with your wine?
1: I kind of like the cab- the cabra, the middle one. Uh huh. I think they're all they're all very light, not too dense, not too funky. Um, they all go very well. None of them do anything crazy interesting
0: uh-huh.
1: or radical with the wine. How about you?
0: The first one, the um, Emirico, you said it was a blend. Yeah, I'm. I don't think there's. I'm getting some sort of spice. Mm. But I I don't think it's carry over from the red, the red Spanish rice. Though it, it could can- be.
1: It could be, though, that um, the cheese brings out maybe a little bit of, like, green bell pepper in the wine. Is it that? Well, I was I was
0: actually going to go all the way to white pepper.
1: Oh, not very peppery.
0: Well, there's no green pepper anywhere on my plate,
1: <laughs> but you're right.
0: And Josh would, you know, I don't know what Josh would say. Unfortunately, Josh was planning to join us, but uh, he was unable to today. But, yeah, I was getting a little bit of spice. Now, our wines are different, so I don't know. Maybe my wine has some spice in it. I mean, there's no spice in it. Okay, I said that wrong. Right. But right. the perception of the palate and the cheese seemed like there was some spice that came out. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a sip of water, and then I'm going to go to the second cheese. Yeah. Now, when you did your mushrooms, are they mixed with the rice?
1: They're kind of on top of the rice. Yeah. I roasted them in a good bit of smoked paprika um, and some garlic salt with olive oil. Paprika is... Um,
0: It's a Spanish spice.
1: It is a Spanish spice. And there are, just like there's DOCs for their wine, there is actually also DOCs for paprika.
0: Are you kidding? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, they actually have some very special ones. And so when we, we did like a food tour in Barcelona and went through a big market, and one of the spots she stopped was to show us all the different paprikas paprikas that you could buy, oh really? and cans um, well, some of them well are see really my special.
0: my recipe for the mushrooms and i didn't I don't think I listed it a minute ago, but it did say Spanish mm-hmm. paprika, mm-hmm. and you know, I just reached up in the cabin. I don't think we have any Spanish paprika, but we <laughs> have paprika. And maybe it maybe it came from Spain, I don't know.
1: Yeah, they're very proud of it. The other thing I was thinking as I was pulling my plate together that that we didn't get on our plates, but would have been a delicious ad is olives. They have they're actually one of the top producing olive oil countries. I think mm-hmm. they're like second to Italy.
0: <laughs> and okay.
1: they love their olives too. When you go to the market there will be just Olive stands with all the different types of marinated olives, but I didn't think of that until after my grocery shopping. Or, in time, I didn't think of it
0: either because when every time I buy olives, it's like I'm on my own there. (laughs) (laughs) Joanne's not going to touch them.
1: (laughs) They've been, they've been in an acquired taste for me, and I have learned well,
0: yeah. And, uh, you know, I found Joanne pouring some out that whoa, stop, those aren't. Oh. Okay. <laughs> They're gone.
1: <laughs> no. Well, I don't know that my toast does anything fantastic with this, but it is a nice light refreshing bite. I'm
0: gonna have to try it.
1: With the wine. I'm gonna put some cheese
0: on. Now I did the goat cheese. And uh that's a very good taste.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't get I didn't get the spice like I did before. Now, You see how mine's done?
1: Oh, yeah. That looks lovely.
0: It's just grated on there. You have to really like tomatoes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that's a whole lot different from how you do bruschetta. Yeah, it is. Now, when you were in Spain, when we were in Italy, you stopped to get a cocktail. Here comes the food. Now, when you were in Spain and you stopped for a cocktail or a glass of wine, did they bring out snacks?
1: Not most places, um, because their eating style is so tapas style, uh huh. Um, especially at cocktail hour, they want you to order your top, right?
0: 14, 14 of them,
1: <laughs> <laughs> three to five. It kind of depends. Like, it was one of the things Courtney and I would always like ask be like, okay, like we want some things, like how many? Because you just don't know what their serving size is, right. We had one, well, I guess that was Portugal, a really cute wine bar where we got different cheeses. And,
0: we were oh, like, okay. how many
1: should we get? And they're like, you know, start with two and you can um, always get a third. Um, yeah. But it, they were like full sized, like wedges of cheese. So <laughs> it actually was a pretty good appetizer uh, with our wine course.
0: I really like it done that way. Mm-hmm. I'm point, if you can. Listeners, if you can see me pointing, I'm pointing over at that <laughs> good tomato. condut. how do
1: you say it?
0: Contamult. It? Yeah. It's grated on there so you there's not one bite that won't have tomato.
1: And right now is such a good time for tomatoes too. You've probably got some soup like I know I have a tomato from my neighbor's garden that she Oh, gave
0: okay. Me. Yeah.
1: So I think that always helps too.
0: Well, this is probably hothouse <laughs> tomato, but it's a it's a a pretty good one, mm-hmm. grated right on there. And I'm getting the garlic. I don't I don't know how much garlic you you know you put on yours.
1: I wish I would have maybe chopped some up or added a little bit more, added some garlic salt or something. Because I don't get a lot of garlic on mine, but I did just rub it. So okay.
0: I rubbed it and then I, you know, used that little grinder we have, the, yeah. the rotator knife. Yeah. And then just sprinkled around. And I, you know, that, that's just so good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, tell us the story. I mean, the wine you have, you went to that vineyard, that yes. winery. Tell us the story about that
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. So we went into La Rioja one day with a great tour guide named Mat- matthew um he's actually italian but he had moved to spain yeah to learn spanish and then learn english and he was a tour guide and he was just great he took us to three different wineries this was our second stop and we did a tasting in their little cave setting and we tried oh a cave a really- setting. Well, yeah, they're kind of all set into the hillsides.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And so this one, Ostio is Basque, because this is Basque country. Uh Um, It's Basque for hostel, And so it's like a little, like, inset building into the hillside, which was really cute. And so their tasting room made you feel like you were in a cave, like a wine cave.
0: Oh, that was probably, and was it? Cool temperature.
1: It was cooler.
0: Yeah. It wasn't super
1: hot that day, so it was really nice. But we did a really lovely tasting there. They pulled out some of their special wines, so what we actually tasted was this white. And it is a 2020 Rioja white that is called Lore, and it's their special one of their special blends. And the lady doing our tasting was so excited for us to try it. (laughs) Because she
0: loves it, I guess.
1: She loved it. And she goes, here's the funny thing. Taste it. I'm going to pour it for you cold, and I want you to taste it. But I want you to make sure you save some. Because when it gets closer to room temperature, it's going to taste entirely different.
0: Uh, I would have, yeah
1: and it went from you know tasting kind of like the white I'm tasting now crisp and white and like citrusy to like it we came back to it at the very end of the tasting and then it was like I want to say buttery but that's more in texture than in flavor it wasn't buttery like a chardonnay but it was complex and rich So it
0: wasn't cream corn
1: No <laughs> No but it but was it was like,
0: the but the texture was thicker.
1: Yes, it like, okay. coats your tongue. And coats your
0: to tongue.
1: Last, yeah. it was a very long finish. And she was like, you know what? Thank you for for trusting me on that. I know that's hard to do to like sit your wine aside and not finish it. She
0: exactly. Goes,
1: Women are really good at doing that. Men are really men are bad. not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Um, uh,
1: but yeah, so this is the. I'm
0: gonna put this aside. Well, no, no,
1: oh, here we go. Oh, I
0: don't know. Better ta I better taste it.
1: <laughs> but it was a really fun, really fun stop, um, and a really fun tasting. And we tried a couple others from their kind of upscale.
0: Now the one you wine. got, the one you got today, was from the same.
1: Same vineyard. vineyard yeah. Okay. Just like you know how vineyards will have different tiers of wine they right. make uh uh-huh. what we tasted were the ones with like the best grapes and oh, uh, okay this is more their uh distribution <laughs> i don't think you can get the one i brought home anywhere mm. in the u s uh maybe some really ups upscale specific winery wine bars in new york or la possibly but um, i don't know yeah who knows but I really like them, and I saw on my, one of my local wine shops that they had it in for their wine club, and I was like, ooh, I wonder if I can go buy some too. And it was only $15 a bottle, maybe 16 Yeah. Worth every penny. So delicious. I went ahead and bought two because I figured I would drink. Yeah, is- we had a really good time. And then we went I wish I
0: wish you could just pass me a glass of yours I and i pass you a glass of the campo and so we could really compare. Yeah. You know, that's the fun thing about the podcast a lot of times is we're having the same wine. hmm But I'm enjoying this campo. And maybe you're gonna have to go out and try it. Yeah, I'll
1: have to see if I can find it out
0: here. I bet you can.
1: I bet I can too. I I know I saw at least something by Campo in one of the wine shops.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, My my wine shop had, like, I don't know, that many. Yeah. Reds and whites and blends and whatever.
1: Yeah. Trying to think what else I have to say. We'll talk about the different levels of wines with the red, because I think there's a lot more to talk about there. But it was interesting. So we had done a wine tour in uh, Ribera del Duero, which is wine region outside of Madrid. And oh, yeah. they use similar levels. So they'll say Reserva, Gran Reserva, um, Crianza. They'll use the same terms, but they are defined by the DOC themselves. So even though it uses the same word, it may have... Different rules associated than the rules in La Rioja or any other region in Spain, which I didn't realize that you kind of I kind of thought all reservas were the same. But (laughs) there can be some little tweaks based on uh, local. Well,
0: the bottle that you have, the one that I'll tell the story how I got drunk. (laughs) Uh, I think it said French oak for 18 months. Doesn't it?
1: Uh, Let me double check. That sounds about right. Aged 15 months minimum in new French oak. Yeah. And then in the bottle to enhance structure, balance, and finesse.
0: Right. And then this one that I got, the Corinza, it's aged in French and American oak for 12 months. Yeah. So when I was at the liquor store the first time <laughs> and i was looking at these bottles when i noticed that one was from spain and it was Tempranillo, which i wanted Tempranillo, and it said french oak for 18 months i go bingo part of that has to do with my scotch that i really like is a french oak finish Mm. And that French oak, you know, gives it so much more body
1: mm-hmm. in my
0: mind. And so I went over to my my favorite monger at Colonial. His name is Nick. i got to get him on the podcast at some point. Oh, yeah. But um, I said, Nick, have you had this one? And he says, well, I've had that brand, but I haven't had that one. And he he says, "Why'd you pick it?" And I told him because it had the French oak barrel for eighteen months. And he says, mm. "Hmm, that's gotta be interesting." <laughs> he says, "You're gonna have to give me a report." <laughs> so I hadn't seen it, you know. I, when I went back and they, they didn't have it, it's like I I wondered if he bought a bottle. <laughs> He might have, you know. It's the last one off your head. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy. So yeah. you're ready to switch over,
1: maybe? I'm ready if you are.
0: Why not? So again, for the uh-huh. listener's sake, this is, it's the Carinza. Uh How do you do all this, Murray? Marquez, Marquez or, Yeah. And it's the Carenza is what I have, and you have the Reserva.
1: Yeah, I have the Reserva from 2017, and you have the Carenza from 2018? Correct. Yeah.
0: And so you have that 18 months of the French oak, Yeah. and I have the 12 months of the French and the American oak.
1: I feel like I should tell you my story for finding this bottle, because it's also pretty funny. <laughs>
0: Okay, go go for it. Go for it. Why not? So
1: you had sent me the picture, and you had the reserva from I think actually twenty fifteen, which is quite maybe that's
0: old. What, was is that what mine was?
1: That's what the oh. picture. Oh, you, you said yeah. You
0: said. Oh, okay. Yeah, you. Yeah. All right. Keep talking.
1: So I go to my local liquor, and I couldn't find that brand. So
0: oh yeah, twenty fifteen. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that has is to. Good okay I'll tell you but,
1: okay. <laughs> but so I couldn't I looked and Total Wine said that they had it so I went to the Total Wine that's close to me and I find the Crianza interestingly enough but not the Reserva right and so I, was, I asked one of the gentlemen working there if they had it because their website said they did and he goes well
0: Nick inventory, took it.
1: <laughs> inventory says we have one bottle.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So we pull out our little phone flashlights and shine it in the back of the very bottom shelf where it was sitting. And we couldn't find it. He goes, you know what? The store up north in Carmel says that they have like nine bottles. You should probably just, just go there. We've probably moved our Well, how far away
0: office. is there? How far I mean, away is he,
1: that? That was another 15 17 minute drive. It wasn't that far. Okay. So I was like, yeah, well, I'll just drive up there and that'll be fine. And sure enough, it was like right there, easy to find. And so nine, I, nine bottles? Uh yeah, I mean I only bought one, but <laughs> it was there were plenty of them. So it was much easier, but it was a little bit of an adventure to try to trying to match wines in two different distribution markets was exactly
0: well that's that's you know that's what happens when we're doing podcasts remotely but that's sometimes the fun of it Mm -hmm. so i go get it okay and it's i you hadn't decided what white wine you were going to have so that's the only wine i bought right and so I had it in the typical bottle paper bag or paper sack,
1: mm-hmm. whatever
0: whatever your custom is, you know in the South we call right. it, and in the north they call it anyway, yeah, so <laughs> it's it's sitting on the dining room table, which we're not using right now. That's not where the podcast is either, and so we had this party to go to on on Sunday. It's a birthday party, and Joan says, well you know, those people, they don't really drink good wine and we're going to have lasagna. And I said, well, get us one of our good bottles, but not that one that's in the paper sack (laughs) bag. Okay, so she doesn't. So then we're going on a trip to Mount Magazine, which by the way, is the tallest mountain in Arkansas, which is uh, 2,873 feet. Woo-hoo.
1: I mean, probably taller than any mountain in Indiana.
0: Well, yeah. I think it's the tallest mountain in that zone that goes from Louisiana through Arkansas all the way to Canada straight up. It's the tallest mountain. There you if go. you go west to, K- to Kansas, there's taller. But yeah, and yeah. 2,878 feet or whatever. That's nothing. Anyway, we're going up there and we're going to have, one of our traditions is to always have like a good spaghetti meal when we get doing oh, yeah. a little travel like that. And so we're cooking spaghetti and boom, there's the bottle. <laughs> and I'm going, wait a minute. <laughs> that was the podcast one. She said, You didn't say that. You said just don't use it Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) So it went really, okay, best on plate. (laughs) It went really (laughs) great with that spaghetti on Tuesday night.
1: (laughs) Oh, nice.
0: So listeners, this is Sunday, so that bottle was gone. So as I said, Saturday I had to go to the liquor store. They didn't have it. But the one I have right now in my hand is really good. Yeah. It's the twelve month in the American oak and the French oak. And it's quite silky, I wanna say. And you know, there's a lot of good dark fruit on the nose.
1: Mine too.
0: I wouldn't say extremely intense. I definitely would not say it's jammy.
1: Yeah, mine's like just short of jammy, yeah. Like very like.
0: Well, that's I don't know. Blackberry yeah. and yeah, I I think that's what the French oak does too. That French oak has a good bottom note. Mm-hmm. This is for you, Josh. Bottom <laughs> note, as opposed to the mid range, which maybe yeah. this one, this one is that I have. Yeah. So we are no. try to eat food with it.
1: I have tried the Manchego and the Cabra cheeses, and I really like what the Cabra does with the wine. So what does it do? It, it like, makes it feel like a meal. I don't know how to explain that. Hmm. Let me do it again. Like, I think for a non-meat eater, what this does for me is it creates that, like, it brings out more of the earthiness in the wine and now which which
0: cheese are we talking about the cobra the cabra, the, the, goat yeah, cheese the
1: middle, the middle one yeah yeah
0: cabra 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 mm-hmm.
1: cabra. <laughs> cabra cabra but i like i like the earthiness that it brings out it takes away some of the like fruity flavors and replaces them with more of that earth and dirt yeah and i like that
0: so i tried the uh, spanish rice that went really well oh nice and then i tried my sautéed mushrooms my sautéed mushrooms had some sherry and we talked about the spanish paprika that sherry and this wine there was a fight going on in my yeah. mouth. The wine won, but that sherry and that sourness that you get yeah was was going after it but this this is a good wine yeah now
1: and i I haven't bought many Spanish wines at home in the u s mm-hmm I've done some like Spanish wine tastings and they typically, you know, do reservas and grand reservas that you're paying a lot more money for. But this was very reasonably priced and it's really delicious. Like it's a perfect fall day in Indiana today. It's like 75, maybe 80 if you're in direct sunlight. But this is nice because it's like, it's not so heavy. It's not like a, Zen or a big heavy cab, it's a little bit lighter, it goes really well with everything. It doesn't feel like it needs the gravitas of a big steak dinner or a fancy thing. It can just be like a nice fall campfire day.
0: There, are you getting some smoke or some pepper or something? Mike,
1: no, I think just like when you said campfire, I'm
0: just one, okay. So the earthiness makes you think campfire,
1: yeah. Well, and I feel like it. I could drink it with a grilled meal. I'm, I'm not going to put meat on the grill for me, but I think the mushrooms. Uh, how about really a
0: big, well- a big portobello? Yeah. Just grilled. Grilled. Now your portobello, like, your portob Well, you're not portobellos. but your mushrooms. They're baby portobellos. What? How'd you do them?
1: They're you roasted. Just- but
0: okay, they do so have that a lot of paprika on them. Okay, so that roasted and that paprika yeah, kind of makes you think barbecue.
1: Yeah, like, because mine is smoked paprika, so it does have some of that smokiness in it. Oh, okay. And they're really jamming together. Yeah, awesome. And I don't think I would hate drinking this with a s'mores either. (laughs) With my perfectly toasted marshmallow, because burning is for people without patience
0: well we did uh well she didn't i i did s'mores while we were at um, mount magazine you know that's your fire has to be just right Mm -hmm. because if you got flame going on on that fire and you your marshmallow stick whatever you're using it's just the tad bit too close
1: yeah
0: It goes up in flame. But you gotta be patient. And so sometimes if your if your fire's really gone down, that can take ten or fifteen minutes. So if you have a little glass of wine to go with that,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that makes it good. Mm -hmm. Makes it great. Perfect. I don't think a beer would do that. No. And I don't think it's it's
1: maybe a stout.
0: Maybe it's out. So, what else are you getting off this one? I'm
1: trying to go back to my little technical sheet. Okay. Um. See if it makes me bring any. Well, I saw I
0: saw you getting things. your uh your tomato bread.
1: Mm-hmm. How did that go? It's good. I still wish I had more garlic on my bread. I feel like I almost would have liked this a little bit better with the like more bruschetta bruschetta style, but. The smells are very complimentary. Like, you know, the fruit part of tomatoes when you like actually get in there and smell the fruit of the tomato.
0: Yeah. And the citrus, the Mm -hmm. acid.
1: Yeah, the acid of it. I think that does really nice things with this. It does. It
0: does go really well with this
1: wine. Actually, I wonder what happens if I just eat, you know.
0: So you talked about the goat cheese. Did you try the Manchego?
1: did. I felt like, for me, the manchego just dried out my mouth with the wine.
0: Okay, I'm I'm going to try it and see what happens.
1: I'm curious if that does it for you, too. Like, once I put the wine in my mouth.
0: Manchego has a really good taste to it, though.
1: I love manchego cheese. It's really good. When we did our food tour, so our food tour started at, like, 10 a.m., and we started at this market. Barcelona has Like every district in the city kind of has their own market. Yeah. And they have a very different way of life than we do. They go to the grocery, they go to the market almost every day.
0: Or every day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They'll go and they'll buy their fresh food for the day. It helps on waste. It helps on like planning for what you're in the mood for. Um, Well,
0: and my understanding is their refrigerator is probably a third the size of what Americans have.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, and if they have a usage and yeah, so and they don't—they don't, the free- don't have as much storage space. Right, Those freezers are not. I've never had a great freezer in Europe. Yeah, but yeah, hard so have, this- it's hard to
0: have ice for a genitonic.
1: <laughs> exactly. So we started this food tour at the market. And she showed us around all these beautiful different stands. They had a lot of bean salads because it was something that when women started going to work, because two-income households are a thing across the world now, they needed more readily prepared foods. And so there were a lot of bean salads available, but meats and cheeses were also very big there. And so they had, we tried manchego there. We tried a goat's it was more aged than this goat um, Yeah, it was from a island off the coast of Spain that is a spanish island and so it had this really delicious saltiness to it, it was so oh wow good. okay so good i love that cheese and we we had it with what they call so, so the spanish eat in a different schedule than we do too they have like coffee and maybe a slice of toast in the very beginning of their day. And then after 10 a.m., you can add champagne to your breakfast, or in their case, kava.
0: What?
1: <laughs> so our first food stop is like 10.30, 10.45 by the time we've walked to the market. And she's picked up three different cheeses for us, three different meats, some pan comte and some little sandwich thing. And then gave us, she was like, Who wants kava? It's officially time. (laughs) And we're like, Okay, we're on time." You're
0: not going to turn it down.
1: No, never. And like the little old lady sitting next to us at the bar was drinking a kava too. So I didn't feel bad about it. But so we had the three cheeses, we had empirical ham, which is very famous. It is pigs that are fed only acorns for like the last six months of their life or something. And and I tried the meats because I felt like it was I can have a little I'm I'm vegetarian mostly, but I will try things for the sake of trying them.
0: You don't want to snub your nose, Adam.
1: No, and like I thought I did think it was really interesting to see the different flavors. Yeah. Because it it it's like cheese, right? Like you treat it just the littlest difference different and you right. get different things out of it. But I really enjoyed some of those cheeses and then, you know, we had I was trying to think. I was like, I can't make paella for this for this wine tasting, but paella is delicious. Um, they're right on the sea and so in Barcelona, we we ended our wine tour with a seafood
0: paella. paella
1: that was just Oh my gorgeous. gosh.
0: Oh. And
1: mussels and shrimp and um it was i'm all like, over that yeah
0: do you no, have like, a big deal. do you have a big paella pan
1: no i don't i wouldn't even have anywhere to store that i'd need to like put it on a shelf as a display it could hang on that wall well but that's the bar wall uh, well <laughs> that's not the right spot i i mean i could maybe put it on one of the open shelves in the in the kitchen but i wouldn't like paella feeds a small order of paella feeds five
0: people, or more.
1: <laughs> or more. <laughs> so well, when I we go to make them when paella.
0: we go to Cabo, Mexico, the guy does the chef does his paella class, and he shows people how to do it, and his paella. I mean,
1: he
0: uses <laughs> one of those just like. I I, I, I want to say I want to say it person. feeds like. 25 people I mean it's not it's not a knockdown huge amount for each yeah. person but it's like a good portion you know plus some veggies on the side and then your beer or your wine or your right. whatever and it's fantastic and every yeah. time I come back from Cabo and I've I've watched him do that I'm ready to do it but you're right. My pan is, food. yeah, my pan is huge, you know. And like you said, it's it's like for Joanne and I, it's probably three to four meals.
1: Yeah. And it's not really that great. Like it doesn't.
0: It doesn't it's not heat up right.
1: heatable, Yeah. Right. It's kind of like you have to like turn it into fried rice or something the next day. But the paella was really good. We also had, um, oh, I can't remember what the Spanish word was for it, but they called it the Barça Balm. Yeah. And it was, it was literally about as big as a fist. Yeah. And it was meat wrapped with cheese, wrapped in rice and fried oh and
0: meat was, say that again I think meat was, wrapped in cheese wrapped in bread
1: rice
0: oh rice
1: yes rice like um what's the word for that a, ro- a rose um energy you know, maybe anyways and then fried like breaded and fried it was gigantic that was a really interesting bite it wasn't my favorite. I don't think I finished that one because it was very meaty. And I uh-huh. couldn't really get around it. And it wasn't meat yeah. that I enjoyed. I think it was maybe lamb or beef. Right. And I just don't like beef. What else did we have on our food tour? Oh, we went to a pastry shop on our, on our food tour, too. And we tried a couple of different delicious pastries. And Barcelona was, I mean, uh, or, yeah, that was Barcelona. It was a very big food town, so there was a lot of good food in and around Spain. I mean, we we did the Michelin star dinner up in San Sebastian, which, if any of your listeners are going to Spain, I highly recommend a few days in San Sebastian. It's on the northern coast, okay. So across the water from England and right next to France. Okay. And, like, you can take day tours to France.
0: <laughs> oh, gotcha.
1: And delicious food, highest Michelin star density in the world. Really? Lots of, yeah, lots of Michelin starred restaurants. We picked one and went to just a fabulous Michelin star dinner.
0: Well, now, are you able to get reservations, for, like, for the next night?
1: Oh no no! We planned for the Michelin star dinner.
0: <laughs> oh okay, we, so we, we we you already went, had that.
1: Yeah, scheduled that month.
0: That's what I was thinking. Yeah.
1: Every once in a while they have cancellations, so if you see one you're interested in, you can follow their, you know, Instagram or whatever. And oh yeah, and jump on it. Cancellation. We went to Amelia was the name of the restaurant and had fourteen courses. Yeah. It was a it was a lot of food. Like some Michelin star dinners, yes. you don't really walk out feeling full. We walked out regretting eating so much. Like we were just oh, really? doffed. <laughs> but it was so good.
0: Now, how many courses was it?
1: So I think it was in the order of 12 to 14 courses. No. Yeah lots of so we started with two amuse bouches we had the the chef that we went to Amelia has a lot of asian influences so there was a sushi course with um yellowtail there was a lobster course there was a caviar course there was oh my like god three dessert courses there yeah. it was it was there was a bread course the bread course was so good they served like beautiful Parker House rolls with like four different butters.
0: Yeah, oh my.
1: So yeah, we had a like it was a really it was a, it's very expensive, but it was very good too, and we had a lot of fun
0: with that. So very expensive, three hundred.
1: We did what they called the Amelia pairing. So we put, uh-huh. we got a glass of champagne to start, and then we had wine, sake, and beer paired with six or seven of the courses. Oh, wow. And so that total, it was like 500 a person.
0: Oh, wow. But, but, you know.
1: But it's one of those, like, I mean, when else are you going to do this?
0: (laughs) You can put the money in the bank and let it sit there and look at it, or you can have fun with it.
1: Or you can spend it and live your life and be right. responsible. And
0: it's not money until you spend it. <laughs> just just whatever.
1: Yeah. No. So that was really fun. We had a we had a really good time there, and we did like um they're known for pinchos, which is so what's
0: that? Yeah.
1: Similar to similar to tapas, right? But um, very small courses and. So, like, when we did our wine day out in La Rioja, we stopped at a little town that I can't remember the name of, and went went to a Pincho's bar, and our guide ordered us a bunch of Pincho's. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you'll have, like, a toast with whatever on it, or you'll have, um, what's there, we had, we had a really fun one that was, like, Little Baby fishes. Inside of eggplant, and we had, you know, like a cheese toast, and we had... And you just... It's their version of tapas, essentially, but they're all pretty small bites. Uh Uh-huh. And we had... On the Pincho's tour, we had, you know, like a scallop at one of the places. Some people got foie gras at one. There was pig ears at another one. What? Fried.
0: I'm not sure I could go there.
1: They were fried. It kind of tasted like... um.
0: Oh, you ate it?
1: I tried it. I was very curious. Um, uh-huh. It was more like a um, fried pig skin. What do you call that?
0: Oh. Like, uh-huh. it was just crunchy. <laughs> yeah.
1: We had shaved fried asparagus that was really good yeah lots of little things we went to the place where basque cheesecake is famous yeah and their basque cheesecake is a little more dense i think probably how well no i guess it's lighter than like american cheesecake i I don't know it was different it was good yeah i like american cheesecake better
0: you did But,
1: yeah, we tried lots of things. which It was fun because everything was very tryable. It was very approachable. Like, if you're buying a bite of food, you're like, okay, it's like a euro or two. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. It's okay. But I'm going to try it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're not out much money.
1: Right. You're not out a ton of money and you've experienced something new and tried something different. I really enjoyed that aspect of it because it was so easy, easy to try things.
0: Well, where are you going next? I
1: don't know. I just finished visiting all 50 states, so.
0: I know, I know.
1: need a new bucket list.
0: I haven't, I don't have to check. I don't know how many states I've done. I definitely hadn't done seven continents like you have. But this was good. This, these wines, very, very good. Spanish wines. Been a, a good podcast, I think, Marie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I what would a, recommend going and looking for them.
0: All right. Best on plate.
1: Mm-hmm. I think for my white, I liked the tomates the best. Really? Yeah. I think it was just like a nice balance. But um, not the
0: cheese. Not the cheeses.
1: The cheeses were good. They just weren't, I mean, none of these things like blew me away with the white wine, to be honest.
0: No. I would say for the white wine, best best plate was, you know the, the rice. I mean it okay, was,
1: yeah.
0: it was a good flavor. The cheeses, they they were a close second.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: There's such a difference in those three cheeses. Actually, it's like how do you how do you pick? And then
1: yeah, what about the red?
0: I don't know. So, I'm gonna well, definitely not the mushrooms because, like I said earlier, that sherry that was in there; those two were fighting. Those cheeses, that goat cheese was so good. I think though, I'm gonna go with the contamata.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Yeah, the tomato, the the red wine. But like I said, this red wine—I, you know—we had it with that spaghetti. I think it would stand up to anything like that.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and like you—you you said, just let's just go out back, and sit out on your veranda. Yeah. Well, you don't have veranda out back. I, let's I sit, know, out, let's sit out. Let's sit out on know. your. Well, let's sit out on your porch in the front. <laughs> Call Lexi out there. Yeah, have a, have a couple more bites of the cheese or whatever, and drink the rest of the bottle. Well, I yeah, huh? Yeah, I really a,
1: liked for me. So my mushrooms were in primarily paprika,
0: right? And yours I were really, roast. Yours were roasted.
1: Yeah, I really liked my mushroom Spanish rice with the red wine. Okay, okay, that was really good for me. Like, actually, what would probably be really interesting is if I could separate some of my mushrooms and put them on a piece of toast.
0: See, I separated mine, but I I don't have a piece of toast because I, I put all the tomatoes on it.
1: Yeah, my toast wasn't quite so separated, but...
0: Yours was done more bachetta style because I saw the picture.
1: Yeah, those mushrooms on the wine perfect for me
0: well and you're not a beef eater or a pork eater but a big old portobello on a grill i think that would do it too
1: oh yeah i think this would like this red would be great i think like you said like everything from spaghetti to mushrooms to a steak on the grill like it it's gonna do really well it's it's a very versatile red which is nice. Throw
0: some shrimp on the grill.
1: With with enough spice, I think that would work. Yeah, all right. But shrimp are a little sweet sometimes, so I don't know that without the right dress. Like, if you put, like, lime and salt on a shrimp, I don't know that that's going to go as well with this wine.
0: Oh, not not with lime, no.
1: But no. If you do it, like, smoky style. Yeah, I think it'd be great.
0: Right. All right, this has been fun. Yeah. Good stuff. So, uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. You know, we're acquired tastings and, uh, we're still, I don't know what we're still doing, (laughs) but I do know this we have 14,262 downloads.
1: Woo!
0: I think that is fantastic. And like 600 and something in, um, Let's see. This is this is September. So I think it was in July we had six hundred and something downloads. But yeah, fourteen thousand two hundred and
1: sixty-two total. Nice.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good for us. You know.
1: Good job.
0: There's so many podcasts to listen to. We appreciate those that are listening to us. We're still here. We're still trying to do some things. I pulled out some. I'll pull out some stuff from the uh, archives. I'm not sure what we'll do next. Let's yeah. see. This is a wine week. It would be a beer week if I was following the protocol. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to follow the protocol. No, you so, can do whatever
1: you want.
0: Yeah. So thank you for listening. We appreciate every one of you. If you want to send us an email, it's gmail.com. So yeah. thank you. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night, thank you,
1: and goodbye.